Welcome to the Nitty Gritty, where we challenge conventional thinking. Join us as we explore real life, real people, real stories, and how pushing back can make all the difference. Welcome to the Nitty Gritty, episode 10. It's a, Numero a big stepping stone for us. Never thought I think we'd get we'll, here. Yeah, I think we'll keep <laughs> going with this. We have two professional broadcasters with us. I'm really nervous because they're just as good looking in real life as they are on TV. Let us know when they get here. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we have Jerem Jordan and Spencer Linton of yeah. BYU Sports what Nation. Up? What's up? Welcome. <sighs> We're excited to be here. Welcome to my... Uh, you kind of feel at home in here a little bit, right? Uh, absolutely. Some BYU Sports stuff. Member, absolutely. A lot yeah. of hockey. Lot, some ho- I, yeah, I got to give it. some hockey. Love it. Hockey love. Your credibility as a podcaster, once I walked in and saw Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves, immediately went through the roof. Mm. Well, thank you. So good. I like, okay, that. Yeah, this guy's legit. <laughs> made with real bits right. of Panthers, so you know it's good. <laughs> I thought it would have been the, the gnomes that would have given that away. Those, those are solid gnomes. My master's the gnomes. The master's gnomes are also the second very, one, very validating. This year I had to buy the second one on eBay because they sold out the two days I was there. Was not you got happy. the quad here, just in case you want to read from the good word. Well, I just wanted to show people, you know, <laughs> yeah. that there is belief there. He, and he, he I do balanced. read scriptures once in a while. Yeah, that's good. On my phone. We work at BYU. We've got to do it as well. Right. Yeah. Forest green kind of ages me a little bit, right? Do they even make that color anymore in the quad? And We're talking name, about scriptures just for everybody knows. printed on it, which is yeah. excellent. Yeah, that's great. Right. So, yeah, it's not very used. The gold foil is in perfect condition. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't so, look like that. It doesn't col- been read very much. It's a collector's item now. It is. <laughs> I'm going to eBay that in two years. So, no, so we're stoked to, get, to have you guys here. So we, we've kind of gone sports direction the last two weeks. You know, this is technically supposed to be about, you know, business, I guess. So-so. Yeah. Started out that way. But, I mean, if you think about it, these guys have, uh, when I called you guys or texted you, I was like, you guys have built something. So in a sense, you are entrepreneurs, right? Because you guys have a show that did not exist before you guys came along, and you guys have built it up into something that. I mean, how many households is that hitting every day? I wish we knew the specific number. We know. We know how what many it could it potentially. We don't hit make enough money day. to know those numbers, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, We're t- it, those I are mean, need to capa- know, and we don't need to know that one yet. Yeah, huh? it's on a need to know basis. <laughs> no, but uh, BYU TV is everywhere. It's pretty wild. So. Sometimes we're in the bubble and we're like, okay, we do the show. It's cool. Some people watch it, listen to it, whatever. Then we then we go out of state and people are like, love the show. Connect with the show through BYU TV, through BYU Radio, right? So that that's cool. And you go on the road more than I do, Spencer. But when we go out on the road, people are like, oh, we love it. We watch it. We listen. I drive to work for it, East Coast. I listen to it at lunch during yeah. my break yeah. or whatever. We're like, that's awesome. It's pretty wild, uh, just the interaction that we, we have with out-of-state BYU fans. And I felt this when I was in the first six years of my professional career. Is when I left BYU, I, I didn't realize how connected I was and, and how much I was just kind of in the BYU sports scene in particular. But I got outside, and the only connection I really had to BYU athletics was a little bit of BYU TV because they weren't doing a ton then. And the Mountain Network. And the I was Mountain. Like, I remember this is the not Mountain. Enough. I'm surprised is, you brought up that specific this, name. I thought we talked about not mentioning <laughs> sorry, that ever. The network, the network that shall, shall not be named. Like so all I had was a little bit of BYU TV and the network that shall not be named. Right. Okay? <laughs> and then I went to California, and the last part of my California stay, like in 2011, 2012, BYU TV started to do some more stuff because of a guy named Michael Miner who had come from ESPN right. after being a coordinated producer of SportsCenter. And he had, he had uh, started the Blue and White Sports Network back in the day. 
that would okay. go to the satellite. So he had had a history with BYU. Sure. BYU I mean, the guy independent. hired Craig Bowlerjack for his first play-by-play job. Really? Yes, who is currently the and voice Michael of the Utah Smith. Jazz. And Michael Smith. Yeah. Right. I, he, he's, a, he's, cow, he's a cowboy he's in the business. Right. Uh, he'd been around for a long time. But uh, anyway, so he, he kind of changes everything, but he, he has allowed people out of state to have like this daily connection with BYU sports. And I didn't really understand the impact of it until I started to travel on the road consistently. I think my first real road trip uh, when I came back to BYU TV was the Houston game at the home of the Houston Texans in 2013 when uh, Taysom Hill threw for over 400 yards and ran for over 100 yards, and it was a 47 Which has been done like shootout. eight times in college football right. history, yeah. by the way. Oh, just an, ins- well in Texas, an insane game. <laughs> yes, he does. But, I mean, we're talking hundreds and hundreds of people. Hey, let's take pictures, BYU Sports Nation. And we only been on the air for like two months. So I was like, and, and we, they weren't, we weren't even on TV. We weren't even we on weren't TV on e- at the time. We were TV. just on radio yeah. at that time. We were kind of like a beta test to right. see how it would do. They're like, I don't know if these two guys can do it. <laughs> <laughs> but I just was like, wow, people are really listening to this show. Like, that's, that's incredible. We didn't even have a podcast out at that time. It was just BYU Radio or you could, like, stream yeah. it online in a weird way. So, like, it hadn't grown. But then I was like, whoa. And then the next year, BYU plays at Middle Tennessee of all places. Right. They had lost four games in a row. Post Taysom Hill Post injury. Post Taysom Hill injury. Depressed. I see 10,000 BYU fans in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and we were on the air. We had been on TV at that point for about six months, and it was just like walk two feet, take a picture, walk two feet. Hey, listen to the show every day. And these people come from all over the place, from Atlanta and from Kentucky and Tennessee, and it all gathered wow. at this game. 10,000 BYU fans had outnumbered Middle Tennessee's fans, and I thought – well, wow, this this BYU Sports Nation thing is it's something. Like For it, it sure. really is something. And we really appreciate Michael Miner having the vision to say, you know what, we need a daily show. And we were not the original intended hosts. Really? We are lucky to be those guys. It didn't work out politically, ecclesiastically with BYU and a couple of guys. So There's two words that we use a lot when <laughs> referring to BYU. Right? Ecclesiastical. A lot, of, oh. a lot of clearances. Two big hurdles, right? Yes. Yeah. Ecclesiastic you hurdles. Could, you couldn't pass the honor code. Political hero, <laughs> or hurdles. Too much. Too much facial hair. Bureaucratic. No, we we feel lucky, hurdles? and our producer Ben Bagley's been here the whole way. And there's like a great crew behind to make a TV show. It's like thirty plus people. It's just insane. Right. And uh, so yeah, what? So what was it, like the brainchild of, of that then? Like where did it come from? Because neither one of you, like you were in California, you were doing something else. I, I mean, was at BYU TV, but I was not involved in this. Yeah. Right. So originally it was Sirius XM saying to BYU Radio, we would love it if you had a daily radio uh, sports show. So a few years before, there were a few guys in the mix. They, they didn't en- end up doing a show. We did it in 2013. We finally launched it with the intention of going on the radio for six months and then simulcasting it on TV and radio. And uh, we finally did it, and we were fortunate to uh, get, the j- get the job. I think that you, Spencer, Spencer was brought in not to do this originally. He was going to be right. here regardless. Because you were here, then left, Spencer, right? Like so you I, were gone for six years. I graduated from BYU. Right. Um, Jerem and I worked together. High school games. iProvo That's Cable. Right. Shout out to if the iProvo folks. If we ever get a tattoo, folks. it's going to be iProvo. Yes. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. The roots. Like Yes. Like That would be the meaningful right. body. The ink. Collinsworths, Brandon Davies, Kafusis, Tyler Hawes. All these guys. Covering these fun. guys wow. when they're sophomores and freshmen in high school doing these games. And so we didn't, little did we know that we're building this rapport there. We right. did a show. 
And we would call games. And we would call games during the basketball season, you know, twice a week, and then we're doing the show on Saturday. And so for, for about a year, we became pretty close that way in terms of just starting to understand. And he filled in for somebody, right? Wasn't that how that worked? Like you were doing it, so somebody. Just we got to remember names because you're pointing. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm learning. Okay, no, no. This is number 10. No, no. Spencer. <laughs> yes. You yes. were you were with iProvo. You were calling the games. Yeah. And then you needed somebody else. Wasn't it somebody that needed to be replaced or so, left? Or? So I, I was a replacement there, too. I was the third guy. These uh, two previous guys, Sean Bingham and Scott Johnson. Scott Johnson went to my high school. He was named Birdie because he had a long middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> Not no, a joke. No, I love Scotty. Scotty Johnson, dude. <laughs> So those two guys had, for a moment, some sports broadcasting aspirations, and sure. they saw this opportunity at this local access cable station to do this. So they did it for one fall in the beginning of a winter, and then they were like, nah, I want to go try and make some real money, and I don't think there's a future in this. But I was like, <laughs> this, is what, <laughs> this is what I want to do. Okay, and I've wanted to do this since I was 10 years old. So it kind of fell into my lap. You've always wanted to be a broadcaster. Absolutely. Really? Yes. Why? I like I went on a field trip when I was 10 years old to KSL. I saw Craig Bowlerjack's chair on the set. They let me sit on it. And wow. I just you it sat was in like, Bowler's chair. Oh, yeah. And I was And he I walked was by and he was like, get out of that chair, kid. <laughs> As a fourth grader, I was sold. You know, and there's a lot more to that story. We he has a picture and like a like a framed thing of this experience, by the way. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. So cool. my parents saved the pictures from my fourth grade field trip. And the letter, right? And mm-hmm. I wrote a letter to Craig Bowlerjack a couple of years later when I was writing for my elementary school newspaper. I did an article on the Bills and the Cowboys in like Super Bowl twenty six or wow. whatever. So like grade school you were writing yeah. like sports commentary. Yeah. And credit to my dad, Big Kent, he's like, Hey, we should send this to Craig Bowlerjack and see what he says, you know? And I mean I think about that now and I'm like, would anybody respond? He wrote me a letter back wow. on like station uh letterhead. Letterhead, right. yeah. And said, hey, Spencer, keep up the great writing. You might take my job one day. And <gasps> to be so my continued. parents saved, <laughs> saved all that. And they framed like this letter and this envelope and these pictures of me on my first trip. Kind of like, hey, keep the dream alive. They gave it to me and I graduated college. And it's kind of carried on with me wherever I go. Wow. So pretty crazy. What an awesome story. That is yeah. cool. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. That's a side tangent. No, that I mean, that's what this is about, right? It's kind of our goal is that to hear and learn stuff about you that most people wouldn't know. So yeah. something like that, I think is something really interesting that very few people that watch you every day probably know that you sure. had that since the fourth grade. You know, and most kids, most people that hear that are like, whoa, you've wanted to do this since you were in fourth grade. And I, at first I was like, yeah. And now I'm starting to figure out that's pretty unique. It's very unique. Well, and it, and it happens to everybody at different times. Like for me, barbecue was just what, nine or 10 years ago, saw it on TV and it was just over. I mean, it almost cost me the marriage. I had no money. Like, <laughs> I just went, hey, what were you doing before? So, just sales. sales? I, I, I sold all sorts of things. I knocked doors for nine years. But, yeah, I had a little lead generation company when I really got bit by the bug. And it was, and I sold it. Like, I sold my half, got a $10 an hour job at a barbecue shop. And just, yeah, wow. it's a crazy story. Yeah. So, Okay, so Jerem, what about yours? Like, do you have do you have a moment where origin story? Not, I mean, just where it's like, hey, because you went to didn't you go to school for yes broadcasting? I I similarly knew I wanted to do this, but and sports age. probably specifically, right? Because yes, I thought if I can't get into sports, I want to be an FM radio DJ. That was like the really? backup in high school. I thought, okay, if it doesn't work out with sports, I want to do that. I just want to be I want to be on the radio. So right. you thought you had the face for radio? 
Yes. <laughs> I wanted to be radio. Hey, we're giving away two concert tickets to Salt and Pepper tonight <laughs> on X96. And then, boom, the music starts, right? You get Right. I, when I was six, I wrote out play-by-play play, living in Portland, Oregon, to a Portland Trailblazers game. When you were six? When I was six. That was my first kind of inkling crazy. of, I want to do this, right? And being a sports fan and, yeah, I want to play in the NBA when I grow up and whatever, but I wanted to be close to the game, wanted to be a broadcaster. Got a karaoke machine when I was 13 with my friend Brady Hyder. We would dub over interviews that we thought would be funny. Like, what if they were actually saying this? So we'd record, <laughs> you know, on the VCR. That's amazing. Karaoke machine. I'd do a little bit of play-by-play, try there. And then in high school, there was a the internal feed. I'd do Grizzly Sports with Jerem Jordan at Copper Hill. So I was shooting and editing and on camera and whatnot. That was fun. Got to BYU, and I thought, I want to go into radio. I just didn't realize that TV was the way right. that I would – probably go and there'd be more opportunities with the technology and whatnot always wanted to be the next voice of the cougars and still do so whenever greg's Ooh. done and greg knows i work closely with greg right. work with greg, greg knows he knows when he's done in 10 15 years whatever your boy wants to be there you go <laughs> yeah that's so the you'll be goal. calling the jazz game spencer yeah right? yeah so what's funny is how it worked out is i've i've kind of been more of the tv route and jerem is on tv now with boa sports nation but he wants to eventually transition into the voice, the, games. the radio voice of the Cougars. So I don't know. It's, a, ma- my vote. it's a match made in heaven. The coach's totally. show is on TV too, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. So yes. It's yes. funny because yes. Greg's on TV a lot now as well. But I, I guess that guy is the number one BYU sports guy, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. That, and, and we'd like to think that we're two and three. But I don't know. But oh, we want to be in the I mix. I would say right? without a doubt you're we, two and three. We want to be in the mix. We Who know else would it be? We know there are other people. Easy answer. When you walk on campus, do people recognize you? Depends what or part go of across campus. the country. <laughs> if it's a very academic part of campus, perhaps not. Yeah. When you want in the Iring Science Center and the pendulum swinging, <laughs> yeah, and we are revealed behind it. No, it, it is. It's kind of funny. I mean, because the student population, yeah, there there are the diehard sports fans on campus at BYU, but we are more noticed by people that have graduated and since sure. moved on since we are their connection to BYU sports and on a daily basis. So. Yeah, throughout the state and throughout the county. You know, we joke that we're Utah County D-list celebrities. <laughs> so I'm just excited to be on a billboard. Okay, yeah. I'm like, we're on a billboard? Are you freaking kidding me? That's awesome. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's fun, but it's it's been a long road, and it's it's been, uh, it almost feels like destiny because 100%. We're, we're talking about iProvo. Like I, Sean and Birdie, Scott Birdie Johnson, they, uh, you know. they decide they want out. <laughs> And so the producer at iProvo, his name is Dan Ransom. He's uh Dan Ransom. He's an accomplished accomplished photographer. You've all okay, seen the Beck to Harleen picture, right? Oh, is that where him? he's on his knees from behind? That was oh Dan. That was our, our producer. Really? Our producer at iProvo, Dan Ransom, oh, took really? that picture. Yes. So I have I a, a big real print frame. from him. I could actually get a print from him. I got one in my house. That's really so bigger cool. than any other picture I have, which probably <laughs> is bad. I need a bigger picture of Jesus than that photo. <laughs> <laughs> like priorities. That's well, it is a miracle, right? I mean. It has it some religious Put him right next to him. Yeah. It yeah. reminds you to pray, probably, right? Yes. I mean, it was a spiritual day. The it answered was, prayer. Spencer and I were and right next to each other on the sideline for that, by the way. Really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, as students. So anyway, um, it falls to me with Dan Ransom, and, and I had taken a sports broadcasting class. Um, Taught by Michael Miner, who eventually becomes our boss and hires him back. Wow. Okay. And I meet Jeremy, and I'm like, okay, he's got, he's got the fire that I have. And right. so I immediately reached out to him. I was like, hey, do you want to do something with me? Because 
there's this opportunity. I, I, it doesn't really pay anything right now, but I don't know. I had a, I had a good grasp on. This seems like a good learning ground where we can make mistakes and be dumb and say the wrong thing, and it's not going to like totally sidetrack us from anything. You've so, never heard or seen them, and so that's evidence. Yeah, <laughs> I have them, and it is like you have painful some? to like watch some of these <laughs> yeah. episodes where I'm like, oh my goodness. So I think some of these need to be released. You said that he had a fire that you had. Well, did you feel a difference like from the other students that were kind of doing broadcast and journalism? You know, like yes, like, because like, did you feel like you guys were more passionate than everyone else that were that you were around? I just I just in asked sports, him, yes, yes, and he instantly was like, "Yes, I want to help. And, I'll do it for free. I'll pay knew, you." Yeah, yeah he, <laughs> I didn't say that out loud, but I thought it. <laughs> he, he knew there wasn't money and it was this lucrative opportunity involved. It was just a ground where we could train and we could get better. And so I was so excited. Oh, I think you asked me the day before maybe. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. It was so I'm going on desnews.com looking up stats. I think we called and, like Spanish fork and Provo high was, school it football. Was, I think you know. it was Tint View. <laughs> oh, Tint, yeah. And uh, Pleasant Grove. I'm pretty sure that Tint was the view, game. Pleasant Grove. Yeah. Do you have a photographic memory? Of course you remember. It, no. It's, yes, you do. It's no, insane. But it depends. I remember what I want to remember on a certain game. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. yeah. We're both kind of that way. Like you both, you both. It's funny. So we know each other decently well now, like over the years with BYU football. And I've sat down with you two here at the restaurant the few days where Sometimes we've actually won. You know? Yeah. yeah well, whatever. that's what I'm saying. We it do happens. victory swatchos, right? <laughs> I'll rem- never forget that victory swatch tonight where we were here late, and I could not believe the. I mean. You, you probably know softball scores from five years ago. It, <laughs> it's hard not, but yeah. And it's not just BYU. I mean, it's... I'd love to put you up against my father-in-law. I think that, well, with BYU sports, he could probably hang. Yeah. But these guys love sport, all sports. Yeah. And I think that that's something that I've kind of found with a lot of people on your guys' field is people forget that sometimes... I think coaches make you guys the bag, like Dave Rose the other or yesterday, right? Like when he was sure, yeah, yeah, that was cause great. drama, that was right? He yeah. seized his opportunity like, to come after Jeremy exactly. when Jeremy's conveniently not in yeah. studio. Hey, it happens. But I, I think love people it. forget. Like it, it reminded me that there's like a true love of sports to do what you guys do, and it's not just that you want to be a broadcaster; you want to be broadcasters in sports. Specifically so, at BYU. Well, and to specifically a degree, at right? BYU. Like, and we love BYU, yeah. But, I mean, I think that that plays – anybody that is passionate about something is going to do it better than 98% of the people out there, and I think that's what makes it special. How many schools have a show like this that is so well-produced, well-thought-out every day? Maybe yeah. the Longhorn Network, maybe. Right? And do you guys ever realize that you're a big part of that, or do you just kind of think to yourselves, well, it's just because it's BYU and – there's so many alumni out there, and, and we stay connected to our school. We'd like to think that part of the success is who we are, but... Based on our chemistry and our relationship. Yeah, and but I think if you had two decent hosts, that it would probably fly. We'd like to think that it's better because of us, sure. Isn't and, that and, fascinating? And the strength is... We think the strength is our chemistry, right? Yeah, and absolutely. Because, I agree know, 100%. I don't think we have big enough individual brands to carry by ourselves, even to this point, maybe in like 20 years or something. But right now it's, okay, we get along. We hopefully talk in an entertaining way. Frankly, that's why I was involved because at first it was, okay, certain hosts didn't work out. Spencer's here. Let's use Spencer. Let's get former player, former football player on. 
because that's kind of the model of a right. game and whatever. There's usually like the broadcaster and they bring in all the ex-athletes to come on yes. and add the, they you know, played. boost the ratings, all that kind of stuff. Yes, a name, they played the game, dot, dot, dot. We're talking in the hallway and we're just shooting the breeze and we had already done a show together, so we had chemistry. I had actually been the one to recruit Spencer back. Spencer had asked me. What do you mean um, you recruited him back? I told my boss, I know a guy, we should bring him back. Okay. Because we were replacing somebody and I said, I know a guy, he's really good, here's his tape. Flies in on his own dime, interviews, gets the job and whatnot. We're shooting the breeze in the hallway, and Michael Miner says, well, why don't we use you? This is the Thursday before the Monday we start the show, by the way. Wow. <laughs> yeah. days so before. was it weeks days or months before? No. So it I'm hosting, days. and they're like, well, we're, we're, we're zeroing in on somebody for you. Just you know, just be ready. And I'm like, hey, whoever, whoever it is, great. That's, it'll be fine. And um, I kind of started to think, why not? You know, a little bit with with Jerem, and then, but Michael Miner's the one that had right. to see it and envision it and pull the trigger on it. And but boy, do I appreciate that! Yeah, yeah, wow. absolutely. And it's just it's just wild. It's wild to think about how all of this worked out. And you you talked about hey, you've you've built something here. We kind of feel like with BYU broadcasting the facilities there and the built-in, you know, traditional like diehard fan base. We were handed like this blue Porsche with the keys. <laughs> the blue Porsche. Because you know? we had never done radio at all. No. Zero radio. And I'd done TV for six years and felt comfortable in the broadcast venue, but it's a it's a different thing. I'd right. done play by play. Yeah. But I hadn't done a, a studio show as a host. It's just a different yeah. thing. So we kind of feel like we were handed the keys of this awesome blue Porsche, but we had to learn how to drive it. Okay, so right. what did you do to learn how to drive it? Because and then five days, right? Yeah, because we're talking about this. We're, talking, we're passionate about sports. It's just the same if you talk to any of the business owners that we've had on as they started their business. They found this thing that they were obsessively passionate about, and they're willing to do. They're willing to pay somebody, right, to go and do that because that they just loved it. And so there's no difference from what you guys are doing and have done, as opposed to can with barbecue or with a you know what whatever it is and so now you've been handed the blue porsche there's been a lot of people that have been quote-unquote handed porsches before and, and they, they crashed, crashed them. it they crashed it you know didn't work out so how have you guys turned it into what you've done like where it is i think our chemistry was one our passion for byu our experience i think we were, we were decently experienced broadcasters at that point to where okay we can do a segment we can share the time we can know when to lay out and when to emphasize something and when to get excited or be more rational or whatever <laughs> right and, and it took uh having a radio producer in ben bagley who had been at uh up in salt lake to help kind of mold us and craft us in a way where okay we could do that then six months later we're on tv it's like okay it's a different little beast hey don't look into the camera we're just going to see you but we're going to be in a tv studio a la mike and mike on espn right. yeah yeah and it's taken us a few years to realize we weren't mike and mike we were actually more pti slash oh, okay. sports center it took okay. us a while to figure With that a out. little bit of sports nation thrown into that yeah. just espn it's, sports nation yeah which yeah. we did ask them can we call it BYU sports nation and they're like yeah that's fine we did so, that. yeah <laughs> what role have you guys played because you do have kind of a team of producers and a network behind you so you guys individually what roles have you played in actually growing the show or have you mainly just focused on like the actual content in the shows or have you been involved in marketing it and getting it out there and you know building kind of the following if you will well thankfully Good the question. the marketing department at byu is its own separate entity yeah 
And so there are folks in there, but it was pushed largely by Michael Miner when he went up and he said, hey, we're launching this show. We need some backing. Give it some juice. Yeah, yeah. and so we, we need some billboards. We need some swag. But it didn't take long because of just the natural desire for BYU sports, for fans and for alumni around the country to be right. like, this is the first time we've had a daily something. TV show. Especially right? for out-of-state people. They're daily right. radio shows. They exist, right? Yes. Uh, and they do a good job. But there's not been a daily TV and radio show with a podcast. So get the podcast. Get get the billboards. Get out there. I think the fact that we did a live show almost every weekday, we plowed through a lot of holidays. That first year, we didn't feel like we could take days off. We hardly right. took any Because we vacation. were afraid, oh, they might replace us. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, the first year, we yeah, were like, You don't want to hand off the reins to anybody. Totally no, I'll right. drive. I'll drive today. Yeah. You right. know? We were anxious to show what we could do through the first year and beyond, but especially that first year, we were sensitive to like, hey, let's do a good job here. Yeah. Let's make sure we're, we know what we're talking about and let's, be, let's learn what we're doing. Daily show. That's a ton of content. Oh, consistency oh is a huge part of building that brand, though. Like, there's a reason that more and more people started watching. It's because it is there. It's there. It's destination. It's available whenever you want, whether you want to watch it live, linear, listen to it live on SiriusXM or right. stream it, or podcast. you want to download the podcast or you want to watch it on your DVR. Like, it's always there. Yeah. And we've helped push the content in terms of kind of what we do, of course. And then uh, we've helped the production as well. I, I produce other shows, like the two coaches' shows for football and basketball and the pre- and post-game show for football. So some of that I've said, oh, what if we did this? What if we did this? As we've kind of worked together with Ben, who has learned how to produce a TV show. And uh, so from there, we've grown it quite a bit. And we're, it's still evolving and kind of social more social media is kind of the next step for us. Because I think, oh, I don't actually watch the whole jimmy fallon show but i will right. watch that one segment with that one person yeah so we need to cater to that a little more so in 2019 so do you mean like kind of you create like one long form content and then you're going to start like just repurposing it is that what you're talking about yeah so re repackages on say facebook or twitter or instagram or whatever so i don't assume that you're going to watch the whole show in fact it's highly unrealistic that at 10 a.m mountain time you're going to watch the whole show it's hard for me that's right? what i hate like i want to watch I mean, so I'll listen to the podcast sure, the next sure. day when I'm like whenever you want, right? trimming meat or whatever. But, but yeah, I do. Sometimes I wish it was a little earlier, right? But it can be as early as you want the next day. <laughs> That's true. I'll just have to watch it the next day. Yeah, and and so we can repackage that one segment that really popped, right? Um, see, in, I like in that. Whatever way you see we that want. on YouTube, right? Yes. Yeah. I was and just doing that today. I compare it to food. So sometimes you want to sit down and you want to be there for an hour and a half right. with everybody. That's watching the whole show, right? Other times you want to sit down, but not for very long. Other times you just want fast food or yeah. a you want DoorDash to bring it to you. Yes, exactly. Right. You can do that. You can chop it up on whatever platform you want and get it out there. And so we're excited to kind of go more. We've been doing that for a few years, but we need to emphasize it a little more. Put a little more production value into that part of it yeah now when was this what date was it 2013 September 2nd 2013 oh yeah you got the you the got launch brand. date labor day cam wow. labor day after byu lost to virginia <laughs> in the rain in that torrential downpour <laughs> delayed game <laughs> like talk about let's start a show buzzkill to start a show <laughs> sure. after that game on a labor day but that's when it happened. And well, someone booked Robert and I, and he wasn't going to be nice to us. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Jamal Chief, Williams. Dude. Listen, yeah. Jamal Williams, who hard. had the ball go through his hands and oh. essentially felt like he cost BYU the game, and Robert and I, the offensive coordinator. 
It's like, and Tom Homo. Those were our first three guests on the show. Wow. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Bob. We started within three months of each other. Did you know that? June really? 1st, 2013. Okay. I don't think that's a coincidence. Uh, me either. I knew I felt something. <laughs> I felt something special. The bust well, out the quad? It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's, I find it interesting because somebody was thinking ahead. Because I think in 2013, like if you look at media now, people want fresh new stuff all the time. But 2013, I don't think it was quite that bad yet. So, I mean, I think somebody was thinking ahead. That, you know, maybe it was Mike or whatever. But it, it needs Meyer. to be daily. Yeah. It has to be like, yeah. you know, and even now you're thinking like we've got to emphasize more. You know, we got to break the show down like popular spots, put it on YouTube or whatever. And so, but I mean, you were kind of a, he was ahead of his time, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I helped. I really appreciate his foresight in that. And he's right. continued to, when Michael Miner showed up, I, I think Cougar fans need to acknowledge uh, with BYU, Michael Miner is the guy that they don't know that means the most. Right. To the ability to watch BYU TV and it's pre and post game shows on the access road and, and exposure coaches shows well, even the building right i mean the technology and some of the things that, that building is one of a kind I, it, it really was great so i went in there i mean i've been in there quite a bit over the years but i think the first time i walked in there and it was with you guys and mike i i was floored the production I didn't realize, incredible i didn't realize like how awesome that building is i do think you guys could use a little bit better craft service personally <laughs> We're working Studio on that, table was way bigger than yours. Uh, their budget is as well. Yeah, well, that's bullcrap. It's bullcrap. It's time. When we get to a billion views on YouTube, okay, then fine. we will be able to. We'll just that. start doing some uh, that's what I've been skits, told. right? I'm just kidding. Start that's doing cool. some sketch comedy. Wait, what's funny is our two most viewed interviews ever on BYU Sports Nation are when we had Matt Meese on to talk about Scott Sterling, part one and two. Yes. <laughs> that is are not a kidding? joke. No. So, so Those we are were your like tough ones. Lightly offended slash uh, defended. We we talked to Matt and we're in studio. See, we're like, hey, look, see, see what happens when you do sports skits. Yeah, <laughs> see what right. I huh? Look yeah. at that. Yeah, Best sports center, most Everyone views ever. Yeah. So I want to go back to the blue Porsche because I, I have a, I disagree. I disagree with you a little bit because I I find that as we talk to people, you're always I disagreeing. Well, I'm yeah. That's, that's a disagreement like to argue. in and of itself. Yeah, <laughs> stop disagreeing with me. So. I just think that would it be there had you two not been there, right, well, to give the the blue Porsche to, would have anybody even pulled the blue Porsche out of the garage? I guess what I'm getting at is I feel like with most of the people that we've talked to, they found something that they're passionate about. They work really hard. And for some weird lucky reason, is yeah. it luck every single time? Yeah. Some great opportunity just fell in their laps. And I'm like – I don't really ever feel – I've gotten to the point now where I don't think that it's it's not luck. Like you were – Jerem, you were saying you'd be willing to pay Spencer to be on the show, right? Like on that – The iProvo Okay, game. but even that, like yeah. you, yeah. you have two people that knew as children what they wanted to do, two people that loved BYU sports, that were good friends, that had good chemistry. Like you guys were the blue Porsche. Well, that's my, basically what I'm saying. My favorite definition of luck is when operation meets, or when opportunity meets preparation. Roberto right. Clemente. Yeah. See mm -hmm. all these smart people. Yes, I. It, listen, you're right, and we're not going to sit here and say, "Yeah, it was us." We we the only thing we could control is that we were passionate and we would work hard, that we'd be prepared for a moment. Yeah. Like if in in sports, if you're not prepared for the moment, like oh, I'm not a good athlete, I haven't trained, I'm not ready, I'm not going to be in that position, and when it comes, I'm not going to do well. Yeah. Right. 
But th- the only thing we could control is, hey, we have good chemistry. We weren't seeking it out, by the way. It was literally handed well, to us. Well, and I don't think a lot of people are. No. In, in business, whatever, when they're, when they're chasing what they're passionate about or their dream, like you guys talking about, we're, so we'll, we'll get back together in 10 years. You watch. You'll be second chair to the Jazz. You'll be, you know, taking Greg's job when he retires and moves to Northern Alberta (laughs) with his Diet Mountain Dew and my jalapeno cheddar sausage that he loves so much. Yes. And so, and and we'll look back and be like, it wasn't lucky. Like you guys put it out there. Whether we want to get weird and talk about like the secret or energy or whatever, it's. I feel like people create that moment. That moment just doesn't. It's not luck. It's. It's a culmination of all the work you put in, the passion, the drive. And then somebody like Mike will come in and say, man, I've got these these two just – I've got two blue Porsches sitting right here. What are we going to do with them? Yeah. And anyway. I, well, I feel lucky, and I feel like me saying what I wanted out loud to people that could put me in that position helped. 100%. It, it, I, I was hired at BYTV as a student because I had said it out loud, and then I showed that I – was hoping for something like that and i would work hard and right. maybe had it like we talked about and then i felt lucky michael i never said i want to do be sports nation but i had been talent and been around and and so i that i couldn't control that part and sometimes we don't always get the exact thing we want right but i'm way i would have been way further along in this process than i would have been because i was reaching 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 after exactly. that right and hopefully i am voice of the cougars one day but if not i'm gonna go oh my gosh i did way better than i ever thought i would ever have a chance to sure do sure. Or and be, let's right? not step over that the fact that you said I, I was willing to put it out there even now you're talking about being the voice of the cougars like there's probably a lot of people that internally are like oh that would be awesome but i don't want to say that because how is that going to make me look or i'm not ready to do that you know so the fact that you were put you put that out there to your point that kind of what brought it back around to you um yeah i'm curious and hopefully though. it does yeah, we'll, it see will. we'll see hey as long as Mark you're the voice down, of the cougars and you're the jazz <laughs> then we're good we could exchange tickets that's what i really want <laughs> listen there's our tickets will be more e- valuable yes. later <laughs> we'll get there okay Ev- everyone's got an agenda boys yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's if you want to take a cosmic you know to quote michael minor he's uh, you know i, I don't want to go cosmic on you but <laughs> but he does but we had this conversation like often where yeah. he's like there are just too many things that have like fallen into place perfectly right and just at the right time like i mean if you rewind to january or february of 2013 I mean, I had just killed myself for three years in Colorado and Palm Springs, California. And just to give you an idea, because people were like, oh, you got the cushiest job ever. Right. It's like, you no. were not with me when we were working for free at iProvo. And you talk about almost lost the marriage. And all, <laughs> like I was like, oh, yeah, yeah I've been there. Been there, you know, right? I know, I know all about that. Um, oh, man. The 10-year overnight success. It's Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was such a slow build. Like, yeah. it just was hard work consistently day after day. But. I signed my first contract in Grand Junction, Colorado. Beautiful, beautiful place, yes. Beautiful place. So much natural gas. $23,000 a year, Cam. $23,000 oh, $23, a year on salary, okay? Wow. Out of college <laughs> with a degree, okay? <laughs> my wife sat in the Walmart parking lot in Grand Junction and just cried. She just cried, wow. like, what are we doing? Why did okay. I marry him? Yes, yeah, what are we, what are we doing? <laughs> That's a separate topic. <laughs> she still asks herself that today. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> But, I, you know, six hard but very valuable years, and I place a phone call to Jerem, not even with the intention of asking about a job. 
I had seen a post on Facebook that he and his wife, Whitney, were expecting their first child. And so I just reached out and I was like, dude, congratulations. That's awesome. I was like, new number. Who this? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so we talked for a minute and I we just got to talking where I was like, uh, you know, I'm coming up on the end of my contract in Palm Springs. They want to renew me. I'm looking to go into Fox in San Diego. There's a station in Indiana that's talking to me. But I don't know. Is there anything at BYU? And we had stayed in contact to the point where – we wouldn't talk a lot, but if there was ever a job opportunity in Grand Junction or Palm Springs, like Jerem was on my short list to be like, hey, do you want to come work with me down here? He asked me in Grand Junction, do you want to come work with me? And I said, no. <laughs> I didn't. I, th- wow. I felt like I was making more. He was at BYU. Right. I was, was calling in. games. I was like sidelined for football and basketball. Right. I thought, this is awesome. Wow. So I said no. I actually said no. Yeah. <laughs> but we, so we stayed Later in we contact, right. and then uh, I called him, and I said, all right, yeah. By the way, is there, is there anything at BYU? And he said, pause. In this moment, right then, right then, I kid you not, I knew we'd work together. Really? I just knew it. I don't know why. I don't know if it was spiritual or not. It felt pretty spiritual in the moment. But I knew that he would be hired, and then we'd work together. I just felt it. Maybe it was me hoping for it. But six months later, we're, we start BYU Sports Nation. Crazy, right? Very yeah. crazy. I mean, just... Well, he paid you back for iProvo right there. Yeah. Right? Th- that's, that's funny. It's like now this, you're even. It's like this symbiotic <laughs> now relationship. Now you're even. <laughs> I asked him to work at iProvo. We work together. Yep. And then right. I, I go back to BYU. He recruits me back there. And because of our chemistry, Michael Miner sees that and puts Jerem on the show with me. And I, w- I kid you not, I was like the fifth or sixth choice. There were a couple of names and if you pay me enough i'll tell you who they were but, <laughs> but it it took a sec to get to me you know and and i was uh i was talent f- as a student through graduating a couple years i was six to eleven meaning on camera right. that's what i wanted to do right i didn't i didn't write down play by play to produce although producing is really fun then i took a producing gig with BYU to get a full-time job after i graduated worked for two years unsalaried, unbenefited hourly just because I wanted to be there. I didn't want right. to go pay my dues in Grand Junction and make 23, right? <laughs> I was like, I or can still work here. in 120-degree Palm Springs. Yeah, I was like... But I, the tram. I mean, the tram. Hey, at yeah. least I got to interview Jack Nich- Nicholas and uh, Arnold Palmer. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. You did? At yeah. the same time. At the same time. What? Yeah. On their signature courses at PGA West. It was worth it. Oh, yeah, it was incredible. And Rafa Nadal and Roger Federer. I mean, like, I awesome, had right? all of these crazy Palm opportunities Spring has in Palm Springs. Springs. nuts history, especially with golf. Golf course. Bob Hope, Frank Sinatra. Yes. Golf is yes. crazy. Anyway, right? story for another podcast. Yeah, for too. real. Yeah. So I, I just feel like the only thing I could control was being ready if I ever got asked. And so eventually I get asked to be on BYU Sports Nation. The only talent thing I was doing was men's volleyball, which is right. still fun. This will be my 12th season. Like, I love that. Right. But I wanted to do more, but I wasn't in position to do so. So this kind of changed the game for me. To, I'm going to put be you guys on the spot. Be on wow. every day. Favorite wow. sport that you've done. Now, now th- I always have to ask this. Is it watch, play, or announce? Announce. For me, it's men's college basketball. Okay. Like, in the Marriott Center specifically, there is just, like, this energy, you know, and I've... Uh, Especially with the new seats that people fit in. <laughs> yes. Sorry, I had to throw <laughs> that in there. <laughs> I've called a handful of games, and I remember a game against San Francisco in 2014. It was tied with two minutes to go. Matt Carlino still playing at BYU, and hits a huge shot, and the place is just going absolutely bonkers. And San Francisco is a good team. They're the third best team in the West Coast Conference. And I just looked at Blaine Fowler and Jerem sitting on press row, too, and I'm like, this is 
this is surreal. Like I, I, it was one of those moments where I was like, I can't believe I am doing this. Like I am calling the game. I'm, this it was all worth it. You know, it right. was all it was all worth it. was worth it. And just the chills. <laughs> like I got the chills in that Grand moment. Junction and twenty three k. I think you have to put those it's together. Just junction. Because I think that makes it more like eighteen thousand dollars <laughs> a year. Well, I was working like fifty five to sixty hours a week too. Oh so it was like gosh. eight bucks an hour. You're killing yourself for you that. Know? While there's like. Natural gas people making sixty dollars an hour oh, yeah. to work twenty hours a week. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh-huh. Sorry, go mine that but natural gas, right. that oil mm. shale. It'll be football when I call it, or men's hoops. I called a handful of games. One where North Florida scored twelve points at halftime against BYU. But anyways, yeah, click. <laughs> <laughs> men's volleyball is my jam because that's the main thing. When okay. that place is packed and BYU's top five and they're playing UCLA and they are down two sets to none and gonna lose in the fourth set and come back and win in five. It was and there are. Olympians and future Olympians scattered across both teams and coaching staffs. It is special. Yeah, special it moments. It is really special. I have a sad confession to make. I've never been to one. This year you will. I have never BYU been to be a men's vo- Only because it looks incredible. so crowded. Like, what do you I'm need? too what do you big. Need? I'm just like, ugh. Your life will change. So crowded. I need to go. No, it's I so get in fun. for free. Like, I have and we can fancy get you. like, yeah. you know, of course pass you do. or whatever. Well, yeah, and I'm just, anyway. Cam, there are cushioned big seats courtside that i'm sure Sit next to me whatever that really we sure. could probably do something else sure i'll do stats <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give me a, yeah give me some paper i'll, I'll keep stats i'll see you read my writing but i'll do it i'll be like was this an assist i heard a swear word <laughs> trust me we have Section some four. some students that don't know what they're doing i can carry it it's good. <laughs> it's good it's good yeah we can we can work that out for sure so so spence yours is basketball uh, you're saying yours is volleyball. Yeah. I mean, if I did more men's hoop, there are only so many spots, right? But yeah, men's right. volleyball. Yeah. So what What about the different sports makes them more fun? Is it because those are the sports you love, or is it the energy? It sounds like basketball is kind of, Spencer, your your thing, right? Sure. Yeah, and I, I mean, I grew up closest to that sport. Did you play growing up? I did. I played all the way through varsity years in, in high school. Academic okay. All-State. Right? I, w- I was... Oh. He, I stood next to Garner Meads in the uh, 2000 Utah High School State Championships line and, and received my Academic All-State award <laughs> next to Garner Meads. Brighton versus Copper Hills. I'm a sophomore. I'm in the stands watching Copper Hills beat Brighton for the state title. At halftime, Spencer walks out on the court. I, we don't know each other. Just, you know, after the fact, we're like, oh, yeah, right. we're at the same game or whatever. He was academic all state yeah. there at halftime. Yeah. So it's kind of creepy. And I yelled we gotta get, and I was like, your story, <laughs> <laughs> your story is cosmic, whether you like it or not. Right, we right? just have been it just been connected. Just something weirdly. you guys probably knew each other before this life. So Sounds crazy. Like. Yeah. For, it, well, perhaps. what if you didn't have a baby when you had it? Right. True. Did you think about that? Like you texted him, an, like, "Hey, congrats, was, man!" And she was an accident. So I want to get cosmic, okay? And my contract. Venna, you know it's you know to just <laughs> be coming to a close right at that moment. I mean, my contract ended in June of right. 2013, and I had to make a decision. And the first thing I do at BYU TV is on June 24th, media day, which was kind of my tryout per se. Right. Um, and then I go full time at BYU in uh, August, and we and we launched the show. Like the timing of it all was just like crazy. And you took perfect. a big risk. You weren't. You were. Thanks to Obama, you were a 28-hour guy. Yes. At first. Yes. He wasn't even I didn't even come as a full-time employee. Yet. But I had such a strong Whoa. impression talking to Michael Miner. I was like, I I have to do this. So talk about trying to convince your wife and you, you have a one-year-old little boy. Oof. Like, hey, I know you're teaching school down here in California. 
And sadly, as a school teacher, she made more money on an annual basis than I did as a sportscaster. <laughs> That's probably a good thing. Okay. Let's be honest. Okay. That's true. She deserves it. So we go from dual income with a child, and we've, we're more financially sound and stable and comfortable than we've ever been in our lives, and doing it in California, to, hey, I know you said when I took my next job, you didn't want to work anymore because you want to have more kids. and um, I'm going to go work three-quarter time at BYU, and we're not going to have benefits. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm just feeling like I should do this. Wow. <laughs> yeah, right? And credit to Michael Miner because he's like, look, there are certain things we can do. We'll try and pay you a certain amount of money per hour so that those 28 hours right. kind of come close to a number that could be digestible for your wife. But he said, just trust me. He said, give me a little bit of time. We're going to get you full time. And so I took this huge leap of faith, convinced her we did it. And then a couple of months later... Michael calls me and says, how do you feel about hosting a radio show? So in August, you were full-time, right? Bang. Yep. So wow. how'd your wife feel? I, when you told her that, what was her reaction? Was yeah, she it like, take time to convince was her? Was she like, I'm on board, let's go? Or Yeah, there was there was definitely some back and forth. And at the time, she was kind of like, I don't even know. Like, we've done this for six years. Do you still want to do this? And this I was being like, sports broadcasting? Yeah, this is, I was like, this is my dream. Like, I can't. And so I kind of, for the first time in my life, I was like, I mean, I've met a lot of important people and I have good connections and sources. And so I, I kind of like opened up the parachute a little bit just to see if anything else kind of fell in the net. And it just felt wrong the whole time. I was like, right. I just, this just feels like, what am I doing? You know? And so I talked to my mom and my dad and my mom said, look, you, what do you, she says, what are you doing? Like you've wanted to do this your whole life. You're right. Good at it. And you're in position now. So and she said, I think Brittany will come around, you know, you just, just pursue this. And so we did. And, and here we are, but it was, yeah, it, I hate to even think about right getting into a position where like, I wouldn't be doing this. Cause I just, it was the plan. It's what I worked so hard for. I had paid my dues. It'd be kind of like going through the minor leagues right. for six years. And then the big league is like, Hey, we're, th we're thinking about calling you up. So keep keep sticking it out but right. we're not quite there yet and you're like ah do i buy into that like am i gonna finally get my shot in the big leagues and you take another job two days before the shortstop of the yankees blows right. his knee out right <laughs> yes <laughs> so Wally Pip. It just it's just crazy how how it all worked out but yeah so speaking of going cosmic right like so many different little things have fallen into place right at the perfect time and yeah, I, I I feel like there has it's not just luck. Like there's for there's sure. something else involved here. There seems to always be that moment for people that are do, I I feel like for people that are doing something that they really love or living the life that they really love. I mean, even with Kim, right? When we were talking to Kim White a couple of weeks ago, there seems to always be that like test or that moment where it's like I had a barbecue competition that I did in Mesquite. I had $7. Okay? Wife, two kids. $7 in my bank account. I've told the story a lot, but I didn't even blink. But my wife never looks at the bank account, and she did while oh, I was boy. in Mesquite. I had sponsor money to pay me, you know, pay to get up there, but I had to buy my own food. So I had enough basically buy McDonald's on the way home, and that was it. It was like you either if, – if you don't come up with any money, it's over. And well, you're in Mesquite. There are other ways, right? Well, right. right. <laughs> there, there are other ways. In fact, I was tested with that. But I ended up winning reserve grand championship. We got 12 grand. 
Fantastic. And of course, wow. they give it to you in chips. So I had to go into the <laughs> casino. It's like I could double this right now. No, <laughs> but black. that is my like all on black. <laughs> right, that is my kind of crossroad story. Where that was the day where I could have very easily just said, "I got to stop doing this because there's no money." Right, but and there, and there may be people that did in that moment. A lot, right? right? I think a, a lot, lot of people stopped. You have to take a that lot leap. more people yes. have given up, and I think that's what makes. That's you the know, purpose for these of this special podcast. stories. It's the guys. Yeah, it's finding those people that don't give up. They persevered. And they just, no matter what, they keep chasing it, and it and it ends up working out. And it's still hard. It's still hard work. Yes. You guys still work your butts off. Like to come up with what you do every single day. Like, yeah, you. I'm sure you have more staff now than you did when you started, and you've got people helping. You know, but it's it's still you guys. You still have to be there in a good mood every day. Like, right and that but whether you are or whether you aren't you're yeah. still going on that camera Light goes right? on you yeah. have to be on and yeah. that's really hard for like yes. I, I have a hard time just being here when i'm in a bad mood like i don't have to go in the dining room right but i you know you guys have to be on tv rain shine fighting with your wife fighting with each other BYU not being in the conference still. Too, yeah. And all these things have happened, right? Yeah. It hasn't been kumbaya have, it's the repeatedly, whole time. But it, yeah, and, and, but that's the thing that we've held on to is, okay, what makes this special? We've identified it. We've quantified it. Right. And then we try and nurture that, right? And when there's an issue with chemistry, we're like, okay, let's talk. Let's talk. Because we're on show, the show every day. Yeah. So we got we to gotta make sure that we're good. But luckily, I think our When love, you say we're like you two. The two friends. of us, yes. Sp- okay. That our chemistry is good. Right. Because we could interview guests and talk about sports and whatever and not super get along. But I don't think sure. that's why we are the host. I think we're the host because of how we interact with uh, 100%. Each other. So we, we make sure we nurture that, right? Well, well and you're so different, at, at least to me. Like you guys. We're two white guys from Utah that served <laughs> missions and went to BYU. <laughs> we're super different. Shut up. <laughs> you know what I mean. But our personalities are Your by nature very yes. different. I, exactly right. And so, but you do there is a chemistry there that but it takes a lot of work it takes point. work yes takes, i mean and it's not like it's you know every day we're like huh, everything's great no matter what yeah like, hey oh, i Spencer, got it hi i missed you <laughs> <laughs> it's been a 24 hours like pe- pe- I, jo- I jokingly do this people ask hey where's spencer i go who cares <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i'm here like I, exactly you know? i don't have to know where he is at all times where is spencer i don't know well, I don't, I'm doing my own thing. And to Jerem's credit, I mean, he he knows me at my best. He knows me at my worst. Right. He knows what my strengths are. He knows what my weaknesses are. And vice versa. And, sure. um, you guys yeah. are work spouses. Exactly. And I know... During the football season, we spend more time with each other than our spouses. No doubt. Truth, Not even sure. close. That is truth. Um, and so it just... It is much bigger than just a work relationship. Like, sure. he knows things about me that nobody else knows. And I can confide in him about anything. Right. And he feels comfortable to do the same thing and that that there is something to that. Like there is this this bond. So he can be super irritated with me or annoyed or you know, whatever, but it's way deeper than that, you know? Like right. the relationship just is beyond that. And so um when the show needs to happen and the light goes on, we work through it and we there are more good days and more good times and more happy memories, and it's not close than there are hard right. times and bad days. So yeah. a lot of people have, whether it's a spouse, whether it's a business partner, and there's always issues, do you have any kind of 
hacks on things that you guys do that you found when you are in a bad spot to help you get to a better spot? Like, have you guys found any tricks that work for you guys that maybe someone listening could be like, oh, I need to try that. Like I said, whether it's with a spouse or with, with a partner or someone you work with, do you have anything like that? Every so often, uh, we, we have our fill of issue or issues and we will literally, we'll go out to eat and we'll, we'll talk it out with our producer, sure. the three of us. And it was with Michael. Mike. We'll say, okay, let's talk about the issue, the elephant in the room, whatever. After that conversation, I always feel better. Yeah. So we wait till that tank fills up and then we empty the tank. <laughs> and then it fills back up, and then we empty the tank. I that kid, was going to be my next question. Do you? Guys I kid you not. Just attack it right when something happens, or does the tank I, have to fill up? Ideally, but it, one one of the issues with doing a show every day is that if you are uh, bugged, you can't avoid each other. Uh, right. It's not like you know. Well, I'll see you in a week, or <laughs> I'll see you in a month. Sure. You know what? We share an office together. The That's space. right. I've been we, in there. There's three of them, and all three. Jason Shepard's in there. Yeah, Jason Shepard's in there with you yeah. guys, yeah. and it's, it's an it's, awesome it's office. It's a little bigger than this, but not much, right? Right. And so we and we have a 1:30 meeting with our producer every day. We butt heads occasionally with him, like creatively. Like I'm very headstrong, and I'm also a producer, so I'm like, hey, why don't we produce it this way, right? So yeah, talking it out certainly helps. We don't always come to a an agreement per se, but just emptying that issue tank helps the communication really yeah. does and that's what it boils down to and right? i feel like i was heard i think that matters yeah. a lot and we made little tweaks over the years of well i uh one person gets this i feel like i need this to feel like that's fair yeah and we've talked it out and figured things well, out. what's interesting is our lives have evolved drastically yes. within this build of byu sports nation i mean i came to byu with a one-year-old and um i mean i thought my life was busy at that time but you know, <laughs> you right. add more kids One. to the mix. <laughs> now I've got three kids and the responsibilities at BYU have grown because that's just naturally what happens. Oh, you can do this. Okay. Well, then there's that precedent set and you just, so more just gets added to your plate. So more added to my plate at home, more added to my plate at BYU. And then it's like, whoa, I have a lot going on here, you know? And so we scale. Oh, back. I work at KSL now too. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> speaking of taking like Craig Bolajack's job, that's right? Good. You guys do. Ha <laughs> right. You're, I, you're in the door. I literally anchored at the desk and in the studio that he anchored his sportscast in. Wow. So, yeah, um, so thank you for bringing that up, Jerem. Um, How cool is that? I knew you worked at Kaza. But <laughs> So we throw all this in, and it's just like, holy cow, there's, there's a lot going on. And it, it, you just have to juggle and balance life and work and family. And um, it really can be like I've never felt more stretched to the max emotionally. Right. But – I kind of pride myself on being like the, okay, in a very chaotic situation, I'm going to remain calm. <laughs> I'm going to remain calm. You're way better at that than I am. Um, but Jerem, to his credit, is the technicality master. Like, his excellence is in the details. Right. So those skill sets complement each other nicely. Um, and it, I don't know. So, I, I mean, I'm, I'm grateful for it every day. You know, I really Very meant cool. it. Like the uh, the good times and the happy memories, it just way far, outweigh the bad. Far yeah. outweigh the, the Palm Springs and Grand Junction, yeah, Colorado's, and me annoying Jerem and you know right. whatever. It just it, <laughs> I can put up whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I want to say something too about what you were talking about. A lot of people think, listen, to be happy, you need to have balance. That is a load of crock. To be great, you must have imbalance. Right. You cannot be a great dad and a great. Uh, 
whatever at your job and a great whatever at your calling in your church and a great you can only be great at so many things like one or two things right and you have to pick and you have to have people that are supportive and a, a spouse that gets it and we're gone a lot but they support that dream right and you have to it's basically what are you going to put your time and money in that's what you love what you put your time and money in Absolutely so a lot of right. i was loving people like oh yeah yeah balance joy i'm like <laughs> no, yeah. like, like maybe for you, but to be great, it, was Kobe Bryant a great dad and basketball player? He's probably an okay dad. You know what I mean? He's not home a lot. He's on the road. He's been, he, but when he's there, he could be great. Sure. Yeah. But I mean, the time you spend on something, it's well, it, it takes time to be great at something. Right. Yeah. And we want to be right. great broadcasters. We also want to be great dads. We also want. There's a balance there. You got to pick your one or two things you're going to be great at. Well, on that line, I had a business coach, and we were going through, and she would say, you know. People say this and this are important to me. You know, it's important to be a dad. It's, you know, in business, it's important to do this. And she would always say, show me your budget and I'll show you what's important to you. <laughs> you know, yes. and it's a yeah. way of just kind of peeling it back. It's like, oh, yeah. So my time budget, you know, that that's where you really see what's important to you, right? To your point about choosing to be great at something. Um, so it, it's always stuck with like, show me your budget and I'll show you what's important to you. It's, um, and what I'm saying is not geez, kosher. I'm not, I'm not looking at that. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is not kosher around here, especially. It's For like, sure. No, no, no. You got to be a great. Oh yeah, this, it's a that, lot of that, crap. No, 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 no. You pick one thing you're going to be great at. Honestly, you want to be great at golf? Then go golf a bunch every right. day. You're not going to be great at golf. No, nope. you barely play. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, and you have to want to be great, as yes. opposed to I don't want to be aggressively mediocre. Well, right. you won't be great. I want to be great. Money. You can't yes. be great yeah. unless you want it. I mean, yep. you yes. have to want something it to be great. It starts there. At. It ends there, too. I mean, a re- yeah. you could look at a menu, right? I'd rather be people make jokes all the time like, dude, we need some more sides. We need, like, hey, I'd rather be really good at a few things. Yes. Have a great menu. Like, would you rather have, have awesome sides and crappy like brisket? A, yeah. A, <laughs> yes. Exactly. Right. It takes 15 hours to do that one thing, yep. right? Yep. So instead of having this huge menu full of mediocre, frozen, oh. you know, whatever. And so. Yeah, I think I think you're spot on. Well, and your business model has spoken for itself. Well, yeah. Thank you. So. I want to pivot a little bit. I want to talk about guests you guys have had because you've talked to some cool people. I am like an avid sports fan, so it would be like it would be so fun to talk to some of the people you guys have spoken to. I want to know who your like your most memorable interview was that you, each of you had. Okay, so before BYU, we've already touched on it briefly. Right. I get a call from the general manager at PGA West in, it must have been the spring of 2012, and all he says to me is, what are you doing tomorrow morning? I said, well... I hate that question. No, Party you have with to, you? Yeah. <laughs> no, no plans, per se. I mean, <laughs> I'm probably going to be taking care of my son a little bit. My wife's going to be teaching school. Trying to find balance. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Trying to find balance that I'll never find. So he says... Just be at PGA West at the private clubhouse at 11 o'clock. Oh, and I wow. was like, okay, is there anything else that you're going to offer? He's like, just be there That's at 11 it. o'clock. And he said, there's something special happening. I cannot give you the details. We cannot let people find out about this. Like, just, but be there with a camera. And I said, okay. So lined it up, show up down there, and get to the course and his name's Mike Kelly. He greets us and Spencer. He's like, all right, so do you want to go talk to Arnold Palmer? And I was <laughs> oh like, you're like, have an Arnold Palmer? Uh, <laughs> what did you say? Yeah. Oh, talk to him? I'm not yeah. allowed to drink tea. Both. 
So yeah. they take us over to the first tee box at the all Arnold Palmer private course, PGA West, and I'm just having this one-on-one conversation with Arnold Palmer about why he designed this course the way he did and what's going on. And they were back to honor one of their late friends that was a golf course designer named Ernie, and they called it Ernie's Day, but nobody knew about it. So like this, the elite of elite PGA West members were invited to this very, very exclusive party. Wow where Arnold Palmer is there. And then I am hear that Jack Nicholas is also on the property at his course, you know, 400 yards away. So he's like, you're going to talk here. You'll spend some time with Jack. And so I got to interview both of them individually. And then he's like, hey, would you like to talk to him together? And I was just like, wow. <laughs> you'll never top this. Yeah. Ever. So I'm talking to these guys at the same time and, I mean, in the moment, I'm just like trying to like soak it all in. But when I got done with that, I just kind of went and sat in the car and didn't say anything for like 10 minutes. And it's like, <laughs> that was unbelievable. Like, and they were so cordial and wow. they're putting their arms around me and we're taking pictures together. And, you know, I just, so that to me was like the wow moment. Okay. You know, these two living golf legends. And we're talking about Jack Nicholas, Arnold Palmer, the king and the bear. And, right. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Um, and interviewing Rafa Nadal at Center Court at the uh, BNP Paribas Open after he won it in 2013. Oh, wow. That was, I didn't know about that, that one. Was what kind of really cool. first? <laughs> <laughs> so, Jerem. Oh, so, uh, <laughs> you ever heard of song Bradley? <laughs> but uh, we've, we've had some pretty memorable interviews at, at BYU, too. But I'll let, I'll let Jerem go, and then I'll come back to the specific to BYU Sports Nation. Yeah, I was going like, to say, uh, is this BYU Sports my, Nation? My favorite interview. <laughs> there you go. So that, that's uh, mine. We have the baseball player on uh, after a game. <laughs> yeah. It's been fun to be uh, familiar with people I didn't think I'd be familiar with. Like, Steve Young watches the show, knows our names, interacts with us on a uh, first-name basis. Like, that's fun. And he was sitting on set when Kyle Van Noy was traded to the Patriots. And so we said, hey, Steve, uh, Kyle Van Noy was just traded to the Patriots. And he goes, oh, he's going to win the Super Bowl. Wow. And later that's what that he year, said. he got the first. Yeah. That's oh, he just cool. won the Super Bowl. Wow. We're like, wow. Uh, yeah, Jay Billis and Reese Davis and Andy Katz and all these guys. It, it's been fun. I think the NBA draft, I think it was a year or two ago, I looked up at the desk and there four of the five guys or something had been on the show. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Just over the years, just gathering these athletes. Uh, you know, Jimmer Fredette, of, of course. Got to know Jimmer during his time at BYU. He went to his house before everyone else did. Right. <laughs> like, I was, I was joking. Uh, yeah, I've peed in Jimmer's house. Uh, so top that. <laughs> yeah, top that. Right? Yeah. yeah, that's outstanding. Like, just Jeremy. It was in the bathroom. I want to point out that. He, right. lived, but, yeah. he lived Jimmer mania from a BYU TV perspective. Oh, and I was out so of state. Cool so I was watching from a distance. Seat. And that's when I was like, I need more BYU. I need. Right. And we didn't have BYU Sports Nation. I was like, I need I need this something daily. I need, I need this. Right. Um, and I just couldn't really get connected to it in 2010 and 2011. Um, so I'm happy that we can do that. But the interview he referenced with Steve Young, like, yes, yeah, Steve Young is has become like, he's he's a BYU TV guy. Like he's, a like sh- a he's like a show buddy. Yes. And he's such wow. a big deal. It's like, Hey, Steve. He loves to come on the show, you know. So when I show up, I went to a Monday night football game this past season in Denver against Kansas City as a guest of the Reeds, okay? Whoa. And Name drop. Uh, yeah. No, like, <laughs> Humble brag. Uh, it, it was set up to <laughs> do something nice in the moment for my nephew who had just gotten home from his 
to but your mission. Spencer, I'm right. jealous. It's all good. And <laughs> so we go there, and I see Steve with ESPN's crew, you know, and he's like, hey, you know. Wow. And I'm like, that's it's pretty crazy, you know, right. that he's sitting up on the desk with Randy Moss and Charles Woodson and he's Susie no, Colbert. He's no Drew Brees, Cam, but, you know. Uh, listen. <laughs> so... <laughs> But Steve so, Young's like, hey, what's up? And I'm like, yeah. Something we cool. talked about a lot, and it's talked about in the third door, is in those moments, how, because I think you, we've talked about it, you can be a fan or you can be a peer. Yep. So as you're interviewing these people, how are you, how do you balance that? Because you have to, you, you have to be a professional and do your job and ask the questions. Like, how do you not come across as like. Especially being I, such like, big sports fan, Like a right? fan yes. boy. You know, yep. like, yep. how am I going to talk to Arnold Palmer in the gym? Like, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. At, at first, we fanboyed a little bit with when we were on the radio and we first started. And our producer Ben Bagley said, "Hey, you guys are on their level with media. Right. You're on their level. Like, stop fanboying a little bit, right?" <laughs> um, and we're like, "We are." Spencer, you're <laughs> drooling. Yeah, yeah. Stop yeah. it. So close your mouth. So one one technique I like to use is to uh, uh, normalize or level them. So like Dennis Pitta is my joking adversarial figure on BYU Sports Nation at the end of the show we always say oh no time for Dennis Pitta sorry man <laughs> sorry bro <laughs> right so, out of time so Den- so, so it, he's the uh, Matt Damon to Jimmy Kimmel yeah so right. remember Jimmy Den- Den- oh Dennis Matt Damon right so we're like yeah. let's do this no with Dennis so, that's with, okay. so everyone thinks I hate I've Dennis I've always wondered I, I love Dennis how can you not Den- like Dennis, Dennis Pitta is like one of the greatest uh, dudes ever right so I see that Dennis's phone is just the the glass is like shattered. It's like an iPhone four when the <laughs> eight was out. So okay. so I look over and I go, "Why is your phone busted? Didn't you sign a thirty two million dollar contract?" <laughs> I just I just like leveling them right? right in a way. I can't even remember what I said to Steve, but after the interview, I'm thinking I just said that to Steve. Young. <laughs> or, or like they, just where they feel normal because everyone else talks. Uh, that's up what they. To them. That's yeah. what they want. It's like let's yep. just have a lateral conversation. Yeah. They want a normal conversation. That's, a, it's that's how you bust band. through. And it's, yes. it's it took some getting used to. Now I think had the opportunity to go through some of that while I was still in college and then in Grand Junction where I'd, I'd get to meet some high-profile people. Like the Denver Broncos would come over to Grand Junction or I'd go over to cover Broncos games and Nuggets games. And so I'm in, I'm in the locker room with Carmelo Anthony and Allen Iverson and Chauncey Billups. Tell, and, tell right. them the Eric Weddle story. Oh, Okay, the Eric Weddle story is great. That's Eric Weddle two weeks in a row on the podcast. That was Bronson's like mentor. Bronson's like mentor. Oh, yeah. I love Eric Weddle. He's, he's my favorite best. Ute. He's yeah. the best, man. He's, he's the only one. How can you not like he's that He's the only guy? one I like. <laughs> he's, he's such a great dude. Um, but I, I, I was lucky enough to have these experiences in big league locker rooms where I was just like, oh, my gosh, I'm totally fanboying right now. Right. I'm talking to Champ Bailey and, you know. So when I, by the time I got to BYU, by the time I got to Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicholas, like I had done – a number of these interviews. And so in that moment, I was like, okay, just talk to him, you know, just, just talk to him. Don't, right. Don't ask him for an autograph. And like, it just, like, I was, where'd you get your towel? Yeah. <laughs> That's a really nice towel. I'd kind of like been building up to this for five years. So I was grateful for that. But, but yeah, I definitely had my, my fanboy moments early on in my professional career. Where I was like, this is awesome. I like, had the most oh, awkward, man interaction with Eddie Pope who played for Real Salt Lake and Team USA in a couple World Cups. Just, just, hey, man, what? Like, I don't know what to say, and I'm, like, sweating. And he's like, yeah, cool. Like, I'm a, like, this is so awkward. Tell me the Eric Weddle story. Yeah, so in, I had just moved to Palm Springs, um, and I was I was an ambitious son of a gun where, like, I and Palm Springs is two hours away from San Diego. It's an hour and 45 minutes from L.A. Right. But I'm telling my news director – like, yeah, I'm going to crush it, local sports coverage. Like, we're going to give people things that they can only get here. But I also 
want to like localize some of these pro teams for people in the desert because there are a ton of Chargers fans and sure. there are a ton of Dodgers fans and like we're going to go do some things where I'm there with these players so that uh, there's the local tie. To I will make team. this sacrifice. <laughs> right. I will go to the Dodgers <laughs> and Chargers games. Okay, so I go to Chargers camp in the fall of 2010 with my buddy Adrian Huerta, who is now um, one of the main photogs for the LA Dodgers and Time Warner Cable Sports Network. Like he they too, stink. He's kind of made his. <laughs> And talking about Adrian's making probably like half a Whatever. million dollars a year as like a camera guy for the. But is he happy? Yeah. <laughs> Poor um, people always question. But he had again, he had the same fire as me. So he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll go on a Saturday morning to San Diego. It was my day off. Right. Like, and I'm like, hey, I well, would spend my day off in San Diego as well. Say, I'm confused as we're to gonna why drive to San issue. Diego, and. Oh man, the station's gonna let's take one of the cars so we don't have to use our own gas money. I mean, this is the type right. of things that are going through our minds. So like we we went, it's just like it's gonna be awesome. We get down there and I do some interviews with the team. So I'm there with all the San Diego media as the Chargers open up camp and it was way back when when they were in San Diego. I just wanna yeah. remember and <laughs> well, acknowledge listen, that. Forever yeah. to me, and I say this on the show every time we bring up Michael Davis or someone from the Chargers, they are the Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego. It's okay? That's what, that's what they are. LA, Angels, they LA Chargers of San Diego. Yeah. Right. That's what they are. Right. Um, I see Eric Weddle, and I'm like, oh, Adrian, we got to talk to Eric. You know, like I went to BYU. He was a star at Utah. Like we've, we've got to talk to him. And so I introduced myself to him, and I had met him a couple of times when he was finishing up his career at Utah just because of – common people that we right. had known and so he kind of recognized he's like yeah he's like i it's been a while and and so we kind of just started talking i'm like I, yeah I, I mean i graduated from BYU in 2007 and now i'm the sports director in palm springs and eric likes golf and so and we had the lds connection and so like we just like ramped up this conversation for like 45 minutes after the first day of camp and so he stays and talks to me he's like all right you want to do an interview and so wow. we do an interview and his teammates were coming up and giving him a hard time behind, and and we were kind of poking fun at him with the, with the the clip because he said he misspoke and said number first, and so <laughs> Antonio, I think it was Antonio Gates comes up behind him and goes number first. <laughs> I was like, shut up, dude! I'll, I'll take your head off in practice or whatever. So we have we begin like this relationship, and every time I go down to San Diego, like I'd request an interview with with Eric Weddle from there, the sports and information people. And it got to the point where I'd go in the locker room and be like, he'd be like, BYU sucks. <laughs> you, know, you know, I walk in, same team, I'd be like, hey, guys, hey, Eric, Utah sucks. <laughs> you know, like, who said that? You know, come around. So it just, it's really cool to develop that Very relationship cool. with him, to have that BYU Utah connection. But he's always been so professional and such a good guy. And I mean, you want to talk about a guy that, does a pretty good job of finding work-life balance and being oh, good yeah. at both. Like it's impossible. It is I'm just impossible. Kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it feels impossible. But Eric's he's really close. And right. there have been great human interest stories of people that you wouldn't hear of, but we get to interact with everybody else too. So the general media that covers BYU does football and men's basketball, and if there's something else in the championship, maybe or something, right? But like BYU just hired a, a women's assistant coach that played three years at UCLA, went on a mission to Portugal. Played uh, for BYU one year and went to a Sweet 16. Later had cancer, uh, breast cancer. Uh, stage four, by the way. Told she had Whoa. five years to live. She's past that. She's three years clean. Uh, BYU actually sent her a couple years ago to a Duke 
North Carolina game because she, she was doing bucket list stuff. Now she's cleaning an assistant coach at BYU. And we just talked. And it's just like, that's amazing. Yeah, that's wow. awesome. That's amazing. Just those stories, right, that perhaps that sport isn't covered a ton, but we get to dive into – you got to seek that out for us, like for the fans. Yeah. Yes. And yes. that's really yes. cool. Because we would runner, never find that. The yeah. cross-country runner that was in 10th place going into the last lap last year in the 10K, but hears his coach yell from the side. Be great. And goes <laughs> to wow. second. It's just like, how did he do that? And we're breaking it down, right, with these people. And it, it's cool because there's a lot of great human interest stories. A right. lot are covered, and, and you hear a lot of the same ones in football men's hoops. But there are other there are other sports. There are other people, and BYU is really good at the other sports. Yeah. So it's cool to dive into those. It's very true. So, what happens? We'll we'll wrap this up. But wait, why? What happens with uh, <laughs> life balance if if we get in the conference and we start winning a lot of games? What do your lives look like? Well, first off, that wouldn't happen. What? Come <laughs> like, on. It would be it would be like worse <laughs> if BYU gets in a Power Five. It's gonna be a struggle at first. Right. Utah went five and seven, two of the first three years sure. in the Pac-12. Okay, so let, let, let me rephrase then. If we get in a Power 5 conference, do our fans start paying even more attention? I think so, right? Sure. When like, do you get, do you get busier? I don't know if it's busier or if there's just more juice because we do the show every day regardless. I was just complaining today about how busy we are in the fall too, yeah. Spencer. Yeah. <laughs> now, like, yeah. wow, there's a lot going on. we got to figure this out. I, do you, I do yeah. you think about that? Like, do you, do you think about? No, because I I want it. Uh, we all want it. Yeah, if like, it happens, it's it like needs let's go. to happen. Let's make it happen. I don't know that it would add that much. Yeah, you're right. No, I mean we're we're in it now. Like, we've had people ask us to do things, and we have straight up said, we can't. Right. Like, there's just not enough time in the schedule. There was a mild like, caveat, like, hey, yeah, pay us more, and we'll do it. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> everyone's well, could got it a mean number. That, though? And it was I mean, like, no. Could it mean that more money, maybe a little more time, but. I yeah, mean, if you have twice the people watching. I don't, and I don't know, know that ratings necessarily has dictated what we've done because it's so, it's so uh, niche. True. It's a certain piece of audience that will never be. If we did general sports, we wouldn't be the host. It's because it's BYU. But if we get into a Power Five conference, I still think we'll do the following studio shows in the fall BYU Sports Nation, Coordinator's Corners, Satake Show, Pre Post, After Further Review, Mark Pope Show. Yeah, so six football right. studio shows. Like, I think we're mostly maxed out on that. Huh. Yeah. So, I disagree. Word. <laughs> I think it'll be busier. I think we'll o- sell more tickets. I think what, what we'll do you think would happen would to make us busy? Well, may, maybe it's not. Maybe there's maybe some crossover. Maybe try to capitalize on the juice, right? Like, yeah, well, maybe there's some crossover, too. we got to do something else because we have like, all these people watching. You know, uh, when BYU has been good and been in the news, other shows have reached out to us to be guests on their shows. So sure. if BYU gets invited to a Power 5 conference, right. people are going to look and say, oh, BYU Sports Nation's there's the flagship our, show BYU. Like, we right. need to talk to Jeremy It's already happening, happening to a certain degree. To like a degree. When, when we play ten, we're playing Tennessee, a dude calls me. We're playing USC, a dude calls you. We do a phone interview, whatever. Yeah, but so that's, there might be that's more that of that. Much. That's yeah, right. there might be more of that. And so, yeah. We probably eat here more. Well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably charge you more, too. Yeah. <laughs> She'll be making more money. Wait, you're charging? Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I can give you guys food, right? That's not a violation. <laughs> <laughs> so where do you guys see Sports Nation going? Like, you guys are dreamers. You guys are passionate. What do you want to see happen? I don't want to see it go two hours. <laughs> Unless it pays more. I think there's real power 
Is and that on the ta- sorry? Is that on the table? The two hour no, thing? No. Has that we, been discussed? We've joked about one it. Hour's plenty Some people, daily. I think one hour is perfect. Plenty. I mean, the our TV show. Yes, our diehard fans are like, we want more. But the right. fact that they want more, you have to have means them. we're in the right spot. Yeah, it's like okay, we want <laughs> them to want good more. Good point. We want right. them to want more. Yeah, it's social media to me. It's it's how do we package this in a way that can reach more people through social media. Um, and BYU Sports Nation right now is one effort in that regard, right? Let's do right. a social media piece between the lines. Let's do a, a kind of human interest thing, right? The karma uh, piece was great. I finally saw that nice. yesterday. Yeah, that was. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> we just shot a commercial with Mark Pope about that. We're gonna really? Shoot one, uh, We're with shooting Zach with Zach Wilson, Wilson next week about yeah. the karma. So yeah, that's yeah. pretty nuts. Yeah, it, it it that is pretty crazy. There are some crazy things that have happened, and so it was you know satire to a degree, sure. but like. I think <laughs> over time we've been like, okay, there's really something to this Too thing. Too many convenient coincidences. We need everyone in there. Like, you got to interview the whole team. Yeah, Gregor Bell, like, the other day Everyone said that like, on Twitter, right? How come we haven't won a national championship yet? Yeah, get him in. <laughs> I'm like, you're right. No. Yeah, typically it's been given to the individual, but it's like, can we try a whole team in a studio? Oh, and yeah. Give them you the BYU Sports Nation karma? And it's continuing to figure out, okay, what need do we need to fill? Because we're the uh, – at our TV station, we're the only daily live TV show at the station. So, are we PTI? Are we also Sports Center? Are we also what? Like, what are we? Right, figuring that out because we're not a sports highlight show. We're a PTI in the first segment, and then we're an interview show, right. and then we're a just kind of depends. So, figuring that out. Do we do anything that's digital only? Yeah. Are there? Is there an extra segment? We're just trying to stay ahead of the curve, and I feel like we've been ahead of the game because of guidance that we've 100%. had from Michael Miner and Ben Bagley, and then yeah, throwing our own ideas and our own experience from what we and have. They're good like, listeners, so we. So where is that? So where is that curve then right now? Like, what are you doing? Is it the social media you're doing now to try to get ahead? Probably. Is that yeah. Of, is that what you would say? In a more effective way. Okay. Sure. So that that means increasing resources, including a student team, right? For, We've we've had a, a decent social media presence, but we haven't had as focused and uh, expert a group to really run that. So we're it trying can just to focus be more efficient and more calculated to hit certain groups. Right. You know, like, and that's what you see guys like Colin Cowherd doing. Like their social media team is like he'll send out something called best segment of the day. It's like I, I love Colin Cowherd's show, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go listen to at least the best of like the hour right. long or the 45 minute long podcast that he. He sends out, but I'll it's still watch on social on 2X, media. It's on 2X, by the way. There, that's true. You get the full two hours. <laughs> but if if I don't have a ton of time and I see this little four-minute segment from the show, I'm going to watch that. Well, it's but, like baseball highlights. I can't watch the whole baseball game, but I love watching baseball highlights. Sure. Let me tell you an idea that I saw the MLB two a few years ago that I've dabbled with with BYU football that I want to do some more, and maybe this is one. It's called Quick Game. So you just give the action of what happens. So in a baseball game, you could probably watch the game in 10 minutes or less. Yep. You only showed the pitch that resulted in action. Yeah. So NHL so does that right now. There you go. They have like 20-minute games. It's every shot from every game. It's great. Yes. Yep. Baseball, you just – so guy, you know, fouls off four foul balls with a full count. You just see the pitch <laughs> that what – he got hit by the pitch. <laughs> he singled into left. You see the run score. Right. Football, we did this for a couple years. Well, one year actually with, uh, with BYU football. It's about 30 minutes. It's snap – to tackle. Oh, that'd be and amazing. To tackle. That's the hardest thing about football. I, I think we could repackage in uh, in a way classic games. And oh, my goodness. Because I've never actually watched a full game from 1983. But I know that that season was incredible. 
or 84. I don't think I've sat down and watched a full game. But what if we gave you that game in an hour and we had Blaine Fowler, who either played on the team or called the game right. since 1846, oh, right? <laughs> Brigham Young rolls in with Blaine Fowler <laughs> and Blaine's comment, right? Blaine says this is the place and then Brigham repeats right. it. <laughs> Someone tweeted the other day, what if he said this is a place and we misheard him? <laughs> <laughs> This could work. Keep going to California. <laughs> what yeah. we do we'd be in a power five? I think there are different kind of content ideas to repackage and repurpose without having to do something totally new, like blue ocean ideas, as opposed to the red ocean where everyone's bloodying the waters with the same ideas, right? There are blue ocean strategies that, w- especially with BYU sports. And right now, the present isn't exactly what we want it to be. So we look backwards. Oh, Let's just right. repackage or forward. Right? Well, 30 for 30. Like, Why, why can't we yes. do something like that? There's, There's so many great well, stories. And, and yes. Maybe something down. like that is in the works. Oh, yeah. okay. yes. <laughs> so, and, there, and there's controversial I ones. We get stuff like, like that. I want to see the Brandon Davies story from Brandon Davies. See, and uh, that, from I, his I wanted to ask that question. Because yes. like, I'm sure dealing with BYU, it's hard because... There is a bureaucracy. You can't just do whatever you want, because like, that would be it's, a touchy it's subject. It's run by a church, but, and right. there's a university that, right? The church Absolutely. would probably let you do it. It's I don't know that they're always the problem. You know, BYU and the church aren't always mutually exclusive, right? They kind of... I think there's, a lot of people sure. think there's that BYU agenda. decisions come from the no, church. No. Not it, even it close. Can be very different in ideas and, and right. thoughts. Because, yeah. I, I mean, it would be... You could... There are so many... That story, Brandon Davies... Like, I want to hear from the, his voice. I know the real story. Like... I've heard it from Coach Rose. Sure. In here. And my, my jaw was on the floor. Sure. I couldn't believe it. If you could tell that story, oh, my gosh, that'd be amazing. Right? It would be I such want- a cool show, but it would piss yeah. some people off. The Big 12, uh, not getting into the Big 12 era. Some right. NDAs were signed, but could anyone talk, right? Are they- you guys allowed to do that? So th- that's what's funny about this is we we are granted access and right. so we are privy to a lot of things, but we know. And, and there's just like <laughs> there's like this mental line in your mind where it's like, this is incredible information, but I know I can never talk oh, about can't this. Can't do anything with this I one. I know I can never talk about this. Right. We're paid by BYU, obviously. We have to have BYU's they sign best the interest check. in mind. Yes. And so we, we appreciate that, and, and we like it. Um, but that is the point. Ch- that is the challenge. Yeah, and sometimes yeah. I'm like, oh, I wish I didn't know. Right. I wish I didn't know. So I could comment openly uh-huh. and postulate from my opinion. One one thing that I've been open about recently, last summer to this uh, year, is I've openly questioned why BYU schedules the way it does. I'm in right. open rebellion against the way that the Tom front, Homo the schedules the schedule. schedule. And Tom and I have talked about it, right? right. And on the air, and and I'm saying, oh. Why don't we schedule to win ten games? We're scheduling to win eight. And few, I don't right? feel like he and, would and that's be not, hard to talk to about that. That's like, not that rebellious. I know, but it is. I but, mean, but I'm questioning the status. But quo. it's a contrarian opinion. It is, and at yes. BYU, a lot of people. I don't know if they know that, but you don't do that at BYU. Like even, I mean, even when you work with them, from like my point of view, right? Me being a partner, just a restaurant. Like, yeah, I know a lot of things just from being behind the scenes and knowing a lot of people over there. But you don't. You don't talk about it. Certain unwritten rules. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And that you want to respect, right? Right, right. Yet, we love BYU. Sure. And so there's a certain amount of, we are going to stay in our place, and we know it, right? <laughs> We've right. called it, yeah. we're BYU with a pinch of positive. 
You know? <laughs> I love it. I, I love want to be fair. Fair with a pinch of BYU positive. Fair and Because unbalanced. ultimately that's what people want. We're going to let the Salt Lake Tribune do their job. <laughs> right? Because the Deseret News is not going to. No. 100%. They, wor- they work. They're, it's under the church umbrella. Why would they be the one to look up the police report first? Right? 100%. That's, so, and, and a lot of people, especially, uh, you know, at BYU, issues with what the trip does. I think they have a role in this. I think oh. they need to... I'm not their, complaining about do that. Do their job. There's a lot of people that go, ah, the trip. Everyone There's got to be an opposition. There's got to be someone that says, you know what? This isn't uh, okay. There's got to be some kind know. of accountability. I don't know. Yes. I don't, know, I don't always agree with the tone or the uh, way it happens, but right. that it happens, I think it should. Their motivation sure. for some of those stories is just to paint a bad picture, but I think everybody knows well enough. It's like, hey, somewhere in the middle is the truth. The truth. Yes. And, and, everything. and if you don't call it out, Yes. You know. do, do I want a reporter literally looking up VIN numbers in the parking lot outside <laughs> the annex? No. Right. I think that's a, a little weird. But if it's a public records yeah. thing, and you find, yeah, that's definitely. It, right. it, it has created some interesting situations for sure in, in our very unique position because we are with the university, but we want to be fair. And so we find ourselves, look, if we want to be real and take incredible, we have to critique right. we have certain to, things. We have to acknowledge certain things too. And Stockgate to, and yes, Dwayne, but we got to talk about it, right? To or whatever. A guy like Kalani Satake's credit, when things were going off the rails in 2017, we were critical. But he said, "Look, you guys have to do your job." That's that's one of my favorite things about him. You he, have to do your he job. He will talk about it. He'll own it, and it's that's pretty cool. And it's it's a little bit awkward at first. We've gotten more used to it now. I think we're more comfortable than ever just being fair to a situation. Sure. Right. And we're not breaking positive or negative news. No, we're not we're attacking not, anybody. We're not, we're not Adam Schefter, right? We're going to let other people do that, and then we're going to comment on it. Right. And then hopefully we're going to bring someone in and talk to them about it. Right? right. But there are certain subjects, one of which is, you know, out there right now that we just won't go to. And if it becomes a formal thing, then perhaps yes, but... Right. At the moment, no. You know? I'm excited for the mics to be turned off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there might be yes. something I don't know about. <laughs> yes. It's very exciting. All right. Well, that's that it. Let's uh, let's end this. No, I'm just kidding. But no, we should. It was it was a lot of fun. This is our longest podcast. Yeah. But it was entertaining all the way through. Well, thank you. We it appreciate really was. On, like, this appreciate was, this was so cool. Yeah. I think people will really like this. Yeah. I think we touched on the things that we like to talk about. Yep. But then, man, anytime we could talk about BYU sports, we're oh. Which is in. why it was the longest, because we can <laughs> go down a rabbit hole real quick. Right. We're a phone call away, gentlemen. <laughs> That's right. Actually, hey, we're, a, we're a door away, typically. We're just out <laughs> here, right? That's true. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, you guys have been great to the restaurant. I appreciate it. No, thanks for coming thanks, on. Guys. We'll have appreciate to do it, it again sometime when you're the jazz guy and the voice of the Cougars. <laughs> we'll, we'll be. When you're, you're next Andrew chairs, Kim, I will you. just tweet like, I told you. I told you. So, when when were the future Craig and Greg? Craig and Greg. Hey. Yeah. That's we don't rhyme. Wait a minute. I know. Spencer Linton from Clinton. I am Spencer Linton from. <laughs> I am Spencer Linton from Clinton. And that Jer- is a real thing. Jerem Jordan from West Jordan. Yes, wow. Jerem Jordan from West Jordan. Weird, this makes too much. Cosmic sense. baby. All, All right, guys. Thanks for coming. You got it. Love you. Bye.